have your Bibles with you, uh, turn with me to Philippians 4, 4 to 9. It was kind of interesting as I was praying this morning, going over my message, and just saying, you know, there's lots of things going through my mind, and thinking like, is that the right message or not? And I just kind of went on Facebook to check to see if anyone had messaged us about water baptism, and it was interesting that two other individuals uh, had this scripture uh, on their post today, so I kind of thought that was kind of cool. So that kind of tells me that God's wanting to do something and speak to us out of these uh, verses of scripture found here in Philippians 4, 4 to 9. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Father, I just pray your blessing over your word this morning. And God, I just pray that you would help me to communicate your words into the hearts of your people today, that, Lord, they may be encouraged and that, Lord, they may experience your peace. I thank you that, Lord, that you are our prince of peace and that you are our source of peace. You are the center, or you are to be the center of our focus, that we might have peace. And I just want to proclaim peace, Lord, peace over our congregation, peace over those who are watching us online, peace, Lord, over our Lakeland region, peace over our province, peace over our nation. Father, we just pray that, that there just be an an outflow of peace that would come from heaven that would touch every heart and every life in this nation. We welcome your peace today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning I want to share with you about real peace, a peace that brings an inner tranquility, serenity to our soul and to our mind, a peace that is free from disturbance and conflict, a peace that brings calm and harmony to ourselves and with others. And I don't know about you, but as you look around this world right now, we could use peace. We really could. In every part of the world, there's just so many things happening and going on, and, and, and people are upset, people are divided, and we need the peace of God to settle upon us. And that's something that we want and we welcome. Even here in our own nation, even here in our Lakeland region, we welcome the peace of God. You know, as I look at our world and what's happening in our world, I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime so much anger, intolerance, lack of respect that I'm seeing happening in our world, where we're seeing people being divisive and hateful, disrespectful, and, and very emotional about a whole lot of things. And as you look at that, there's a lot of people hurting right now. Whether you realize it or not, there's a lot of people hurting, a lot of people frustrated right now. And they're needing the peace of God 
to come into their lives. So we look at our politics in Canada, uh, that hasn't been going so well either. And with extreme views, divisive views, policies that are being passed that are not bringing peace or people closer together, but rather the opposite. It's creating divisions and prejudice and ill will towards one another. And we need to be praying, as the Bible says, wisdom for our governments. Same goes with COVID. Uh, it has really floored me as I, as I look over this past year and a half of how much division that COVID has caused in our country and in our world with our strong opinions separating us with a we against them kind of attitude. And this COVID really has caused a lot of problems. There's been separation, division of families, marriages, friendships, cultures, ethnic groups. And again, we need to be praying wisdom, wisdom during this time. Social media, major role in attacking our peace, spreading information that's not always true or sometimes only partially true. And that's caused many attack on any innocent people and literally has caused riots and other bad behavior due to incomplete information that's being posted. You know, social media used to be about sharing how people were enjoying life. Now it seems to be all about sharing people's views and ideologies. Again, we need wisdom, wisdom during this time. And then we also could look at the church itself. And all the differences of opinions in the church and the ideas and, and actions that have caused churches to divide and to fight within themselves. And let me tell you, friends, you may not realize it, but in these last few years, there have been many churches have been destroyed because of devices of opinions at work. We need to be praying for our churches, that they might keep their focus on Christ. Just like that last song that we're saying. Jesus needs to be the center. He always must remain the center in everything that we do. And I hope you realize, as you should as Christians, that there's another power at work here. And that is behind all this lack of peace, all these things that are happening in our world, there, there's someone that is behind all of this. And that person is Satan. He's a father of confusion he is a father of lies. He's a father of division. And if we do not wake up to all these things causing division in our world, and our nation, we're going to lose everything that we have, including our nation, our churches, and our faith. There is a real need of peace to come to our nation and to our world. And if we just keep looking to our own natural abilities for the answers, they're going to fail. And worry, controversy, chaos will be our future. All of us have been gripped by the power of worry, and we realize that that power of worry is not a good place to stay at or to be camped at, because it can be very tormenting. We need peace, real peace. Real peace needs to touch our nation, needs to touch our world. And to experience real peace, there's only one way that we're going to experience that peace, and that is that we look to the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. We cannot forget that important truth. We must stay close to him, hearing his voice, keeping Jesus as the center from our churches to our conversations, to our social medias, to our relationships with people at work, to our relationships with other cultures of our world. Jesus needs to be kept as a center.
that we might have peace. And I realize that as we speak of Jesus Christ, in our world today, a lot of people don't believe in Jesus Christ. For many people in our world, Jesus Christ is just a curse word. And there's been misrepresentations of Christ and Christianity throughout the ages. But I also want to point out to you that while there may have been some misrepresentations, there's always been God's faithful ones who have shown true Christianity. And I want to tell you, there are more of them than those who have not shown a true example of Christianity. And we need to remember that. And sadly, you know, it's always those few bad representatives of Christianity that seem to get all the intention. And I want to encourage you, follow those who are showing real Christianity. Bible encourages, it tells that at all times. Even as the Bible talks a message to the churches, it says, look for people that basically can be an example to you. You're to follow those people. Don't be following the people that are bad examples in the church. Follow those who are good examples in the church. And that's something that's very important. We want to make sure our experience of faith is not in a church, that it's not in a denomination, or it's in a form of Christianity, but that our faith is in Jesus Christ himself. That's so very, very important. Sometimes people lose that. They become, get to that place where, you know, their, their faith is in a church, an organization. Their, their, their faith is in a program. And our faith needs to be in Jesus Christ. That's where our center of our attention needs to be. And he is a God that's very interested in each and every one of us. He loves us. He wants to reveal himself in greater ways to us. And that is happening. Thank God it is happening. Whether you realize that or not, if you would just simply look around in this church, you will find people here today that you've never met before. Because God's still working. God's still drawing on people's hearts. And there's a harvest I believe that will come. As we have our hearts right, as we seek the Lord, we're going to see a harvest come into the church because he's still moving. He's still touching people today. People are still encountering the true prince of peace. And if we will look to Jesus today, the author, the finisher of our faith, the very prince of peace, we will find the peace that we need that will sustain us, that will comfort us in our time of need and what we're going through right now. May we look to Jesus today. May we draw close to him at this time because God is wanting to draw closer to us. God is wanting to touch people. God is wanting to intervene in our world and all the things that are happening. Friend, don't think that God's not interested in all that is happening. God is very interested in all that happened. God is wanting to intervene. And I believe he is going to intervene in a major, major way. But he's offering us peace today. Do you want peace? Because peace is available as we look to the Prince of Peace. And so this morning, I just want to use this passage of Scripture just to encourage us in ways that we can look for peace in our world today, to look for peace in our own hearts and in our own lives today. And so that's what we're going to do using this passage here in Philippians. And the first way to experience real peace is kind of the obvious one we've already talked about it, is to look to the Lord. If you want peace, real peace, then you need to look to him. You can look everywhere else and you can get temporary peace. You know, you can have, you know, things can work out okay for a while. But if you want real peace, then you need to seek him. 
And if you want the real peace, obviously the Prince of Peace is a place or the person that we need to be looking to. Our focus needs to be upon him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Remember that old course? Look full in his wonderful face and the things of worth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. When we get the focus right, there will be a peace that will come in our lives. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. And the perspective given here is not only to focus on the Lord, but also to rejoice in him. May the Lord be our delight. May you enjoy his presence. May you enjoy serving him. And that's kind of key for peace as well. When you sense an excitement inside of your heart and a joy, like many of you being here today, worshiping the Lord, rejoicing in the Lord today, that brings a peace. There's a peace when there's a happiness about what you're doing. Sometimes that joy can go. Sometimes life is a way of grabbing at that joy and trying to rob us of that joy. Just like the psalmist David, he cried out to the Lord, said, Lord, restore my joy. And if that's where you're at today, a simple prayer can remedy that. God, restore my joy again. I've lost it. Restore the joy of my salvation. Tells us in Philippians 4, 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. You can be full of joy and peace as you look to the Lord. So we need to seek him, get to know him, have a continuing relationship with him. That's so very important. You know, just having a Jesus on a Sunday might bring you peace for the day or two, but it won't last. You need Jesus every day. You need to experience him and look to him every day. And as you do, you will experience his presence and his peace. We need to focus on him. Focus on all that he has done uh, in our lives, the good things that he does, how he loves us, how he forgives us, how his grace and his blessings get extended to us, how there's comfort from his presence in his life. And those things need to be treasured. And as they're treasured, there is peace. So if you want peace, real peace, peace that is lasting, peace that's going to sustain you, peace that's going to carry you through all the turmoils of life that come your way, then you need to draw close to the Prince of Peace. Because when you're close to him, there's a peace that passes all understanding, even in the most difficult of times. You cannot have lasting peace without focusing on the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And that's where our eyes and our attentions, our focus needs to be. Second way we can have real peace is to be considerate of everyone. Philippians 4, 5, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Being considerate of one another is important. We need to take into account perspectives, others' perspectives, their upbringing, their cultures, their opinions, Just because someone has a different view than you or a different perspective than you doesn't make them your enemy. They're just different than you. They just see things different than you. We need to be considerate and think and and seek to understand others where they're coming from. Need to give grace to others, sympathize with those who are struggling or those who are hurting. And consider the Bible says others above yourself. There's so much going on right now in our world that kind of can be a little bit on the confusing side. And we need to be considered at this time. This is not a time to be lashing out at people. 
It's a time to be listening and understanding and being considered of one another. A lot of people are on edge right now. A lot of people are hurting right now, and they need some grace and understanding. May we be careful and consider one another that we might have peace, because that's God's answer, peace. That's what we need. It's very important consideration in regards to peace, to be considerate about everyone, to give people some time and to watch ourselves, our own reactions, and that we might seek understanding, wisdom, before responding. Consideration. It's important. It's needed. God calls us to be considerate of one another. And as we are, there is peace. There's peace. Third in ways to experience peace is to remember the return of Christ. Jesus is coming again. That is our hope and our expectation. That should excite us. And as we look at all the things that are going on in our world, the injustices of our world, there's a day coming where everyone's going to give an account. They're all going to stand before God. No one's going to get away with anything. They will stand before God and they will give an account. So the Bible says, in Philippians 4, 5, remember the Lord is coming soon. To me, that, that speaks of having a more of a heavenly perspective thinking about your final destination, kind of taking a look at life and see what really does matter in life compared to eternity. God is always talking to us about preparing for eternity, preparing to meet the Lord, and that we need to be more heavenly-minded and aware that, yes, that coming is very, very soon. And, and I think as we've looked at COVID, uh, to me, that's been a... a a perfect example to show how quickly the coming of the Lord really could be, how quickly the coming of the Antichrist could happen and take place. In some ways, I kind of think this was like a trial run to show us that that's how quick our world can change. In a matter of a, a few weeks and a month, our world totally changed. And that's how quick the coming of the Lord can also take place. Very, very quickly. See, our comfort in this world is not to be our, our, our biggest goal, but our biggest goal is to be ready for eternity and the coming of the Lord. We need to keep heaven in view. And if the Lord's coming kind of brings a fear inside of you, then you know what? Then that's just the Spirit of God inside of you trying to tell you something, that you know what? There's some things you need to make right with God before His coming. And when we make things right with God, when we start serving God the way that we should, there's a peace that comes. You just have a peace. It just becomes a natural thing for peace to be in our lives. I really believe the coming of the Lord is soon. And that should inspire us, should excite us, should bring peace, not fear, in our lives. Something to look forward to. Justice is coming. He's going to take care of all those issues that are out there. God's justice will come. It will not be escaped. It will come. The coming of the Lord is something that can bring us peace as we focus upon that. Fourth way to experience real peace is to pray. Prayer is a powerful tool that helps bring peace in our lives and serves as a very strong antidote for worry. If you got worry, pray. I know most of us, when we're worried, we, we just continue to worry. 
and we, it just kind of compounds itself, and when it gets more and more and more, and, and soon you know, our, our minds are just all over the map. But God says, when you start to worry, pray. Call on him. Talk to God. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. So the cure for worry is to prayer. I think of the old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All what peace we often forfeit, all what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God and prayer. Very, very true words, isn't it? We carry a lot of pain in our lives because we don't pray. We don't go to the Lord with those issues or those problems. We need to remember that God wants to help us. In times of sickness, in times of pain, in times of need, God wants to work on our behalf and intervene on our behalf, bringing us the peace that we need. All through Scripture, there's invitation after invitation after invitation. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. Cast your cares. Cast your anxieties on me because I care about you. God cares about the things that we care about. Come. I stand at the door and I knock. If you open the door, I'll come in. And we'll have fellowship like friends. There's peace. God offers peace in so many different ways. So whatever you're going through or experiencing right now, there is a way to peace if we will simply come to Jesus in prayer and tell him all about it. God wants to hear about the things that are robbing you of your peace right now. He's very concerned about that. He's waiting for you to call on him to say, I want to help you. I want to intervene in your life. If you'll just call on me. There's an invitation. And the Bible says it's the best way that we can really relieve stress in our lives. Fear, worries, and experience peace if we would simply pray. Pray because he cares about you. And as we pray, we will experience peace. Then number five, we can experience real peace when we give thanks. When we choose to be thankful people instead of complaining people. I think of the people of Israel and their journey through the wilderness. And it kind of amazes me at times when I look at the, the, the mighty miracles that they actually got to observe. Like going through the Red Sea on dry land. That really should have showed them that God is supreme, God is the Almighty, God is all-powerful. And yet, as they were journeying and being delivered from the Egyptians, what did they start to do? They started complaining, started arguing amongst themselves, and we realized that what happened then was judgment, not peace. Thankfulness is the doorway to peace. If you want peace, murmuring, complaining, and all those things, you're not going to get peace. But if you start being thankful and giving thanks unto God, there will be a peace that will come that will pass all understanding. Philippians 4, 6, and thank him for all he has done. So thanksgiving is a perspective and focus that we always need to keep in mind. We've got to be careful of complaining and arguing and getting offended and whining. We need to be looking to the Lord and saying, thank you, God. Start looking around you of things you can be thankful for, because there always is. Again, another old hymn for you. Count your many blessings. 
Name them one by one. Why? Because you, you get to see that, you know what, God has done a lot of good things in your life after all. Sometimes we start believing the lies that God's not doing anything good for us. That's not the truth. God is always doing good things for us. And if you take the time to look, you will see good things. So God's word tells us that the way to peace is thankfulness. Having a thankful heart. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. It might be hard to do at times when our heart is heavy and, and you know, we're, we're worn down by the worries of life. But as we start thanking God, there's a peace that comes. The Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. And isn't it amazing how the things of this world go strangely dim in the light of his glory and of his presence? Take time to focus on Thanksgiving. We're going to have communion in a few moments. And that's one of the things that God calls us to do is to remind us to be thankful, to give thanks for what Jesus Christ has done for us. So that's something that's good. That thankfulness can bring peace in our lives. It's a doorway that opens up peace to come in our lives. Then number six in ways to experience real peace is to take control of your thoughts. Be careful of your thoughts and what you allow yourself to dwell upon. Because bad thoughts unchecked can lead to regrettable acts. And remember, there's always a battle for the mind. And you've got to work at it. And verse 8 serves really well here to where our focus and our thoughts should be. Verse, verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about such things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, isn't that some good advice for our world right now? Of all the things being thrown out there, if we could take this first before we react to any of them and start saying, okay, fix your thoughts on what's true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Such good counsel for our world right now. First of all, we're to focus on things that are true, things that are honorable. I kind of ask ourselves, how honorable have we been in our responses to the things that are happening in our world right now? Our focus are to, to be on things and to speak things that are right and pure and lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. I think if we started encouraging one another instead of discouraging one another, we'd see a whole big change in our world and a peace to come over our world. It starts with a thought life. That's where our battles begin. We, begin to, we think on things. We dwell on things. And, and that's why, to me, social media has been a great thing to kind of cast aside or, or not even pay attention to because it causes your thought life to go to other places where it really shouldn't go. We want to focus it on Jesus. Watch where you allow your mind and thoughts to go. Take control of your thoughts. Think about good things, positive things. Focus on good things. Check your thought life. In other areas, we can bring peace if we're focusing on right things. Then lastly, to experience real peace, we need to practice what we've learned, what we've been taught, 
what we know is right. We got to practice the truth and live it. Philippians 4, 9, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. The apostle Paul set the example for the church to follow and teaching them the ways of God. Paul often would even say, follow me as I follow Christ. We need to be examples like that, that as people are looking to follow others in the ways of Christ, that we would do so, that we would be those examples. See, we need to follow what we've been taught. We need to follow what we've been learned. Too many people today are walking away from the truth. There's a lot of Christians that have walked away from the truth. They've stopped doing what they know is right to do, and they've convinced themselves that there's another way or that it's not all that important to live for God. Yes, it is. We need that. Put your faith to practice. Continue down that road following the teachings of the Bible. Sadly, as I said, many are choosing to ignore what God's word says. And then they lose peace. And then they're kind of questioning, well, why am I losing peace? And I can tell you why you lose peace. Because you're not living according to the word of God. What it's actually called when you choose not to live according to the word of God, it's actually called conviction. Conviction comes upon you, and conviction takes away that peace that it might bring you back with the purpose of bringing you back to call on God, to make things right with God, that you might have peace again. You know, you can get all the people in the world, including the government, decide with you that an ungodly lifestyle is acceptable. And I can guarantee you something. You're still not going to find peace. You're still not going to find peace until you turn your life around and start following what the word of God says. When you follow God's ways, there will be peace. And that's how we keep peace in our lives, by continuing to put into practice the ways of God over our own. Otherwise, there's guilt, there's conviction, dissatisfaction, all those things start coming into play. Do what the Bible says to do. So very, very important. So as we conclude this morning, I hope you see how we can really experience real peace. Peace that's without disturbance. Peace where there's an inner tranquility and calm. When we take charge of our focus in life and choose to focus on God and the things of God, the result will be peace. Jesus, be the center. Jesus, be the center. Focus is so important. And the enemy of our soul has been doing a really good job on getting us focused on anything but God. Let's get back that focus on God and the things that he's telling us to do. Philippians 4, 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's what God's peace does brings a protective barrier, comes into your life that protects you from all these things out there in life that are trying to disturb you, distract you, take your thoughts away. God will put a barrier as we start serving him and focusing upon him. There's like a barrier happens where there's peace that surrounds us. It's like an umbrella. And that when the rains come down of torment, when the rains of dissatisfaction and all these kinds of things start to happen, it's like an umbrella falls away. 
cover, covers us. That's what his peace does. And that's what he wants to bring upon us. What's, what he wants to bring upon our world right now. There's so much turmoil in our world today. But God's saying, I want to bring you peace. I want to bring you peace. And there is peace. We can rest in that peace. There's protection in that peace. And if you're here today and and maybe you're struggling in this whole area of peace, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, then today would be a good day to make a choice. Say, you know what? I want to turn my life over to Jesus Christ or I'm going to recommit my life to Jesus Christ and I'm going to serve him because I know that he's the answer. I know that he's the answer to the peace that I need in my life. And then as you commit your life to Jesus, as you open up your heart to him, Get water baptized. Let it be a testimony. Say, hey, I want to tell you all, I'm here today to tell you I will serve the Lord. I want to serve Jesus Christ. And you can do that even today. Not too late to even make a choice today. And as we come into communion, there is a peace that God wants to give to us today. To each and every one of us today in this place. There's a peace that he wants to bring. And if we'll look to him, he will bring us that peace that we need today. So Jesus, help us to be centered upon you. Help us to be focused upon you. Help us to learn from you. Help us, Lord, as we see all the things that are happening in our world. Yes, Lord, we want to be considerate. We want to be understanding. We want to love our brothers and our sisters. So, Lord, help us to be focused on you because we want to have a right perspective. We want to have a right heart. May the words of our mouth and may the meditations of our heart, may they be pleasing to you, God. That's what we want. And we welcome the peace of God. I thank you that, Lord, probably this whole room has already experienced that peace. But you got more peace to come, more peace to bring. And I pray for our world. I pray for our communities that are around us in this Lakeland region, that there would be peace that would come. That, Lord, there'd just be an overwhelming sense, a visitation of God that will bring peace in people's lives. I pray that, Lord, over our nation. I pray that over our community. I pray that over our region right now. Let there be peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.